98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfen down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey, boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, you know what this means. It's time for Wolf and Down Your Lunch Off today. It's top sports stories in one place on a football Friday. Here's Aaron Maloney. Aaron? It feels like football season is back when you got Craig Greeloo popping in the studio. That's right. Why is he here? Cardinals pregame. That didn't sound very nice, Luke. I'm sorry. No. It's coming after your job, buddy. Who That's let him in here? here? That, that would have been not nice. What are you doing here? <laughs> the intrepid. That's the intrepid Craig Greeloo. Cardinals football is back tonight, guys, as they're in Cincinnati taking on the Bengals for preseason game number one. So how should the Cardinals approach a three-game preseason? Here's Cards head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Not a ton. I think um, guys ultimately, I know the players enjoyed having that basically preseason bye week at the end, so I think it worked out for all parties. But uh, you can see in the NFL the trend of um, guys that most teams know are going to start aren't getting a lot of work in the preseason anyways. And so it's been good for the, the young guys to be able to show what they can do and get the majority of the reps. How do you guys want to see the Cardinals approach the preseason this year? Um, well, specifically with Kyler, I just I don't think they're going to play him at all. Maybe it's a series or two. If it is, I think it would be next week. But I, I you know, I'm I'm sort of fine with it because I know Cliff said this to us last year when we were out there of what, basically what he just said right there. Look around the league; a lot of teams are sitting their their starters at this point anyway. Keep them healthy for the start of the year, Tim. Normally, I'd like to see Kyler Murray and your quarterback out there, but he didn't play much last year, and then he was great the first week of the season. I mean, you'd like you'd like Aaron to to see the guys get out there and just kind of work up a lather and just kind of get some. Rid- them face live bullets, the speed of the game, kind of work out some kinks. But listen, the the old patterns of, of preseason used to be game one, you you play a series or two, or you play until you have some success. Game two, maybe the same thing. Game three, you play a half, and then game four, you don't play at all. Now there are only three games, and now I just think you know with the money these guys are making and the importance. Obviously, of the regular season, the 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 reward of getting practice reps in the game does now uh, does no longer outweigh the risk of getting frontline players, especially your quarterbacks or your running backs or your receivers, hurt. And teams are just not playing guys. And I know the league has a problem with that because they're they're charging full price for these tickets as part of the season ticket. You know, package. So it's 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 a it's a slippery slope. But I, we're we're evolving into coaches in front offices are like, listen, we we just we're just not going to risk these guys playing in a, in a preseason game. So it's tough for fans. So you just have to find different reasons to watch a football game and focus on guys trying to make the team and focus on your your draft picks like a Sanders or a Thomas or an Ingram tonight to go out there and and play and you just enjoy the fact that you're watching you know your your football team out there with their uniform. On playing another team and and leave it at that. That's the way I look at it. 
the Kevin Durant saga continues. Here's our own John Gambadoro from Burns and Gambo yesterday. Listen, I'm hearing, and, and take it for what it's worth, okay? I'm hearing that Kevin Durant is expected to be in the Valley tonight. Now, again, I have no, it could be from a hundred reasons. He obviously can't meet with the Suns. He's on the contract with another team. So I will say this. I've, I have heard that he's expected to be in the Valley tonight, arriving, you know, later tonight. Um, but I have no reason as to why he's here. And I would, and I have heard nothing about like him and the Suns because obviously he can't meet with the Suns. Like he can't, you know, come in and meet with them. Um, he can, you know, hang out with players and stuff like that if they're here. He could probably even go to a gym and play with guys. But, you know, I, I have heard nothing about, um, oh, listen, he's going to, you know, uh, something's going to get done and that's why he's coming here. I've heard nothing like that. Just that he's coming here. Hmm. What do you, take it for what it's worth because yeah. I don't know what it means. He's coming here, I guess, right? That so, was a 20-second long thing of basically saying he's coming here, yeah. So what do you think this all means? Why do you think he is here? I think Dave Burns summed it up real well right there when he was like, hmm, that's about right. how I feel. I'd Look, I mean, KD Gambo said it. KD, it's not like he, he needs to be talked into to playing for the Suns. He would do it. It's a matter of him getting traded here, right. so... You know, my first thought is he's here to work out with some people or whatever, or, you know, who knows? But, like, he could work out in Brooklyn or anywhere else. Like, it is 100 degrees today. And while we can all handle it, if you don't live here and you're just, like, you you don't typically vacation in Phoenix in August. Listen, given, yeah, given the scope of everything, it's fascinating news that he's coming to Phoenix, but that's why Gambo quickly kind of doused it. Like, I, listen, it's it's not because he's meeting with the Suns. He can't. But we just don't know why he would be here. But it, in and of itself, the news that he's coming here, given the current circumstances, it's of interest. So we can speculate why he's here. But we do know this, and this is what I was saying earlier, and Luke, you just alluded to it. This is not typically the place you come to for recreation this time of the year. So for whatever reason, Kevin Durant is coming here. It's probably because he feels like he has to for some reason or wants to. Maybe he's closing on a house. Maybe he wants to visit with Devin Booker and Chris Paul for some reason. Although at the same time, I really doubt Booker and Paul are here this time of year. Why would they be? Got all the money in the world. It's 110. Usually NBA guys aren't here this time of year. It's one of those things where this is a place everybody goes. Everybody comes to Phoenix. Everybody comes to hey, Scottsdale. Luke, yes. But are they, you trying to Yeah, you know, I feel like we got to hit the break here, don't we? It feels no. like it's very important that we do Tim, that. Tim, you asked for it. they don't typically come here in August is oh, what I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, hit it. Uh, we, can, we can end this. First of all, where is Jared? Because Jared's really responsible for all this. Had you heard this, or did you just hear about Stop it? Stop talking, Luke. It's on my, it's on my playlist, Luke. Tell me something, okay. Josh. The point wasn't to sound good singing. Are you, you unhappy after every <laughs> loss? Do you need something my more than my new okay. offense? You're We're done gonna here. adore. When we come back, the Diamondbacks taking on the Colorado Rockies uh, this uh, evening. But we're going to give you the D-backs on deck show next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show. Tim, bring in for Wolf on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Look into my dreamy eyes and you'll see. The home of Arizona Diamondbacks baseball is 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. 
We're checking in on the D-backs as they warm up for the game's first pitch. D-backs on deck. Brought to you by 72 Sold. Get thousands more on your home with no inconvenience. Visit 72sold.com and buy Sonic. This is how we Sonic. Stop by your nearest location today for the Sonic Grilled Cheese Double Burger. For a limited time, only at Sonic. All right, D-backs taking on the Rockies now. If you're wondering why we're doing this now, thinking like, oh, wait, do they play it like 1240 today? Because that's typically when we do it this early. No, they don't play till 540 uh, in Colorado against the Rockies. But, of course, we got Cardinals coverage coming up here in 15 minutes. So this is our last chance to get you the D-backs on deck show and uh, start on the farm. It's brought to you by Redbird Farms. You can't put a price on great taste. The Reno Aces are in Albuquerque to take on the Isotopes at 6. The Amarillo Sod Poodles. That's the only way you can say that. Sod poodles. Uh, they play the Springfield Cardinals at 5, and the Hillsborough Hops will take on Spokane at 5. So that is your, that's your minor league report Still right there. Still need myself a sod poodle sod hat. Sod poodle. Got to get myself a sod poodle I, hat. I believe a sod poodle is a prairie dog. That's that's my uh, my internet research has, has turned that up. All right, good to know. Uh, also, too, along the lines of the, uh, the, the minor leagues and down on the farm, there's growing talk that Corbin Carroll is going to be up here at some point in the uh, in the final, I don't know, month of the season. September when the call-ups yeah. happen. Make, yeah. It makes a lot of sense, but and it's not official now either, but we're hearing more and more Corbin Carroll could be out there for the D-backs. Not tonight, but like in a month. And when the football tsunami takes over the country and in the Valley, gives you a reason to maybe check out a D-backs game. Yeah. And that's all right. There you go. Uh, tonight's pitching matchup is brought to you by Native Interiors. Your home, your way. Let Native Interiors, the flooring experts, match up your vision to your reality. Text floors to 620-620. Zach Davies on the mound for the D-backs tonight in Colorado against Antonio Senzatella. Uh, Davies has been the one that's, you know, you look at the, the D-backs rotation now, and there's, there's kind of a cool storyline for everybody, right? Like you've got Madison Bumgarner just is Madison Bumgarner, so that's always going to be a story. Merrill Kelly's been one of the best pitchers in baseball over the last month and a half. Not just the D-backs best pitcher, one of the best in baseball. Zach Gallon is probably the future. Tommy Henry is like maybe the distant future. He's only made two starts, but that second one was really good. Zach Davies is kind of the guy who's gotten forgotten a little bit because he missed all of July. His first start back on August 1st, he went two innings, gave up four runs in Cleveland against the Guardians, just faced Colorado over the weekend on Sunday, went five innings, working his way back, didn't give up any runs, though, so he'll be on the mound uh, tonight for the D-backs. Starting pitching, I'm not saying it's been playoff caliber this season, Luke, but it's been a, bri- been bad. It's been a bright spot. Would that be a good way to categorize it? Yeah. It's been a positive. Can we spin it that way? It's been all right. It's given them a, sh- a chance, a shot, if you will, to win a lot of ball games. Offense hasn't always been there, but it's been all right. Yeah. That's okay. That's, 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 and, and you've worked a couple. Like, Gallon's still a young guy. Tommy Henry, I don't think they look at him and they're like, hey, Tommy Henry's going to be a future staff ace. I mean, you don't want to limit him, but I don't know that he has, like, ace stuff. But he sure looked pretty good in that second start against the Pirates. And their pitching coach told us actually over the weekend before that start, they were changing his, his grip on a couple of his pitches. I don't know if that made the difference or the fact that it was the Pirates yep. or probably a combination of both, but that was pretty promising. And even Bumgarner, despite the win loss record not being great, the ERA has gone up a little bit lately. But I mean, for most part, it was it was under four. And when I keep in mind, when I say pitching, I'm talking starting yeah. pitching, not pitching staff, not bullpen, not bullpen. 
at all. Yeah, and uh, you were last time you were in here, I believe we had that conversation of like, how do you want to build your team if you're going to rebuild it, right? And and I believe you and I were on the same page, and I think the D-backs might be on this page too. Of like, look, let's let's draft young hitters and develop young hitters, and let's see what we can do with that, and then go out there and let somebody else draft the pitchers and develop them. You can't do it completely. You'd like to have a guy like Tommy Henry evolve, or some of these other guys they have in the system, but you kind of let the Marlins do that with Zach Gallen. All right, let's get to the keys to the game for tonight. Listen, man, I need you to be the keymaster. I am the keymaster. Backs Keys to the Game, presented by Mist America, home of the patented Mist 360 outdoor cooling system. Visit MistAmerica.com today for a cooler tomorrow. All right, Tim, my uh, my key to this one, the D-backs need to find a way to get to Antonio Senzatella. Now, obviously, he's the opposing starting pitcher. You want to be able to get to him. He doesn't have great numbers this season. I mean, they're just kind of, you know, kind of league average, I guess, maybe 3-6, and six, 4.68, like just what you would expect from like a third or a fourth starter. Uh, but I was at the game on Saturday, actually, and it was Merrill Kelly against Antonio Senzatella, and Senzatella had one of his better games of the year. He went seven innings, gave up just two earned runs to the D-backs, and actually, Actually, that's the game the D-backs lost there in that series. So they got to figure out a way to solve him, uh, much like they did back on July 1st, where they got three runs and two innings off of him. D-backs playing pretty good baseball, Luke. They've won six out of nine. The Rockies in last place, but they actually play pretty good baseball at Coors Field. They're over 500. They're 32 and 28 down there in Lodo. Uh, they're in last place, but you know the Rockies would love to hurdle the D-backs and get out of last place. And sweeping this series would certainly go a long way in doing that. So you could expect the Rockies to uh, come out and play some pretty good baseball, at least uh, attempt to uh, this weekend. And it starts uh, tonight uh, in downtown Denver, no doubt about it. First game of a seven-game road trip for the D-backs. Let's get to the MLB standings. They are driven by Trucks Only, the Valley's number one independent dealer and home of the Lifetime Engine Warranty. Okay, Tim, we've uh, we've come to terms with the fact D-backs aren't making the playoffs this year. I think most people expected that before the start of the season. But there has been some progress, and you are 111 games in, so 51 games left, right? So after tonight, 50 games. If they win tonight, they will have matched their win total from all of last season. Think about and that. And they'll still have 50 games left. <laughs> so that says a lot, right? It says they've made some noticeable progress. It also says they had a horrible record last year. And you're not a playoff team right now. Again, that's ultimately the goal. You talk to Mike Hazen for five seconds. He's not real happy with the, hey, we won more games this year than the last year. But if this is a stepping stone towards maybe next year, they've they've taken a step this year, and tonight would be somewhat symbolic of that if they could go out there and win their 52nd with 50 games to go. Listen, the the the, the city's going to turn its attention to football. They they have already, but for your the if you're the Arizona Diamondbacks organization and you're the guys in that clubhouse and you're going to be around next year, Luke, it's important these last six weeks to establish a culture of winning. It goes a long way to how you're going to perform in 2023. They're 51 and 60. It is not inconceivable for this team, if they play good baseball down the stretch, to make a run at a 500 season. Now, listen, there's a lot of games against the Dodgers. So that's going to be that's tough. That's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. But why not set that goal? Give yourself something to shoot for. Because you can't really shoot for the playoffs. But you look at these guys, you're Torrey Lavello, and say, gentlemen, our goal is to finish this season 500. 
and you go out there and you try to win baseball games day in, day out, night in, and night out. I think that because that's going to go along. That's going to go that's good, again building that winning culture. You don't just mail it in and throw it away like you did in no, twenty twenty one. They clearly took last year personally. You can tell that even just leading into this season. But what you're saying goes a much longer way when it's not. Yeah, let's go out there and finish strong for next year, and half our roster is going to go play for other teams. Like there's the core. We're starting to see the core here. Alec Thomas, Josh Rojas. If we see Corbin Carroll later this season, some of these pieces: Dalton Varsho, Zach Gallen, Merrill yep. Kelly. I know. Kelly's older, but he's part of the core right now. It, it means more, I think, to a fan base if you're taking a step forward and these pieces are guys you're going to invest in for a while. I'm looking right here. There's a stretch in mid-September. This is not good. <laughs> Where they play, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Five-game series against 12. the Dodgers? That's nice. Thanks, yes, guys. It's, it's, I believe it's, the, it's three against the Dodgers, four against the Padres, Five against the and then Dodgers. Five against the Dodgers in LA. <laughs> yeah, that's an issue. So you know that's that's that that's tough. And then there's games again, you know, against the Giants and the Brewers, obviously. So listen, it's it's not gonna be easy. There's there's more games against the Brewers and the Padres in there too. So the, 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 listen, the, get ready for a lot of Brewers, Dodgers, Giants. Uh, and Padres, Padres yeah. games in September. At least they didn't just get Juan Soto. All right, that will do it for us here today. Thanks to Aaron Maloney and Jesse Morrison behind the glass. Tim, thanks to you for filling in for Wolf today as he's off in you Cincinnati bet. doing Cincinnati things. I'm Luke Lipinski, and you know what we got coming up next? Cardinals Bengals right here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. You've been listening to D-Backs on Deck. Brought to you by 72 Souls. Get thousands more on your home with no inconvenience. Visit 72soul.com and by Sonic. This is how we Sonic. Stop by your nearest location today for the Sonic Grilled Cheese Double Burger. For a limited time, only at Sonic.